This has been a smooth episode. Uh, oh, use that for intro music. This has been an interesting night so far. We were trying to record an episode for the last hour and a half and have gotten nowhere. Well, we've, no gotten, we've gotten somewhere. We've been drinking beer while we've been trying to get ready to record an episode. So, welcome to the Ales and Tales podcast. My name is Mike Mercurio, and with me are my co-hosts and beer buddies, Ben Perrier. Hi. <laughs> the overly excited Ben Perrier. So and Andy. to be here. shaking. So, uh, we have been uh, having to deal with some technical difficulties, because apparently the recording stuff that I normally use... Didn't want to work until I updated it. So, we have updated it. And we drank a few beers in the process. But not any of the ones that we're going to review. So, that's okay. We're coming to you with un- unabashed, unadulterated, un... I don't know. You lost me a while ago. I lost myself. Unbiased? Unbiased. Un... There's another one in there, but I can't think of it right now. Uncorked beer? That works, too. All right. Anyway. So, today... uh, after. A little, little, little double for you. Yeah, little man. double episode. That's right. So it's going to be... I, I've been told about Maine Beer Company by several folks. One being Andy. Uh, and even before him, my buddy Anthony in Wilmington, North Carolina, has told me multiple times, if you ever see Maine Beer Company beer, buy it immediately. So I saw some, and I bought it immediately. All right. Um, they had two available. One is called Peeper, which is apparently the first beer they did. Hmm. Didn't and, and then the next one, which we're going to do, is called Lunch. But uh, so far, everybody who's ever told me anything about this beer, and it's not just actually you two, there was somebody else that mentioned it, just raved about it. I've never heard about them. I did a little research into it. Just uh, They've got a really long story on their website. You kind of have to keep clicking and scrolling through. Uh, pretty much, he brewed beer, and wife kind of joked that he should do it, and he wanted to find a partner and couldn't find anybody, and it was his... His brother, I think, was a lawyer, and he kind of came up one day, and they enjoyed brewing beer, and they kind of did that for a long while. Finally, said, hey, look, I wonder if he wants to brew beer. So they started trying it out, and they just kept, uh, so what they were going to do, they were going to do well. They were just going to do, you know, start a company right, do the company right, only brew good beer, brew it, you know, they were going to brew what they like, not try to test the market and what people like, just what they like, as long as it's done with quality. If people like mm-hmm. it, great. If not, well, whatever. We'll drink it. Uh, and so they brewed it over and over and over and over again just to kind of dial down the recipe, and Peeper was born. It started off with another name. I forget what it looked like, the Southern Peeper. I don't know. It wasn't That wasn't it, but the Seeker Peeper. I don't know. Something weird. <laughs> it's got to have some some meaning locally or personally because when I hear Peeper, you know. Peeper. I think, of, I think of things that aren't beer. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that standing outside the window? So, after a few years of home brewing in our garage, my brother and I decided we should open a brewery so that we could share our beer. In 2009, apparently, is when this started. Mm. Uh, They started with one barrel system and worked on a single recipe over and over until Peeper was born. So, there you go. Told you. Oh, forgive the yawn. Excuse me. Did you say something? Huh? What? No. Okay. I'm good. So, yeah. So, it... What's really cool about this beer, I do like this. You know, we normally describe the the label. Mm-hmm. Now, what's there to describe on yeah, that? I label? mean, it's, it's clean. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, looks like a. I forget the size. It's like sixteen ounce plus six ounces. It's uh, one pint point nine fluid ounces. So whatever that equates to in milliliters, I'm not sure. But it's very clean and simple. It's it almost looks like uh, if you were to see a picture of it, either like a traditional beer bottle or a or a wine bottle. You know, it's larger than your average beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen this in a sixer or a twelve pack. Sold as a single, at least here in Nashville, um, and it's just clean. I don't think that they're trying to distract you from what's inside. 
I would agree. Mm. There's there's no I'm trying to market to you. It's just this is our beer. You know yep. what? I don't know their backstory before they were brewing beer, but it's almost like uh, they have their favorite font. It's either Arial or Times New Roman. <laughs> it's not a logo. It's just literally what's on Microsoft Word. This Words. is what we can create on Word. Yeah. yeah pretty, much, it pretty much is. I mean, it's just a white label with, with their name on it. Yeah. And I'm kind of attracted to is that. Is that a frog you know? or a little man? What is that? It's a man doing a jumping jack? It's a peeper. It's a peeper. What's a peeper? We'll see. All right, let's find out. All right. Another cool thing about this company, uh, I did uh, read that 1% of all their sales go to Papers. charitable donations of environmentally friendly uh, charities. Oh, they like the environment? Yeah, right. Ah, that's a shame. <laughs> I was wondering why their bottle was made out of cardboard. <laughs> My initial uh, reaction is that it looks a little lighter, I guess, than I expected. But maybe it's because we had uh, some beers before this. So yeah. Well, yeah. So we were like drinking a... a hazy IPA before this, uh, just while we were trying to get things solved with a computer. Standard IPA. Not. I mean, it's uh, it's fairly not, cloudy. Yeah, it is cloudy. It's not hazy. Well, I'd call that a haze, but it's not like milky. Yeah. Didn't really uh, foam up on the head, just kind of stayed, you know, really thin, just there though, it's present, kind of settling down into a lace. Do we know what an, what the uh, uh, alcohol is in this? Mm-hmm. Got a lot of honey off the nose. It, it smells good. It does not say, it just says honey drink. Honey, and I Oh, here it is. lemon, but... 5.5% alcohol by volume. Man, this is just a so, drinker, it's going to be gone in no time, it be a short episode. You know, it smells good and crisp and... Very, very clean. Speaking to the uh, the Tales portion of the Owls and Tales podcast, Mike, I know you've asked me this before. Um, you, you you had said if you were to brew your own beer, which I haven't, what would, what would be your first beer? It mm-hmm. sounds like these guys had that, you know, same question before they started, you know. Um, what, would, what would be your beer, Mike? Have we, have we talked about this on the podcast? Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we talked, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. That's a good either. question. Uh, so I'm, I'm biased because... I am a history buff, and uh, when Stacy and I went to Philadelphia about two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, when we were touring, there was a, one of the original bars set up down in the local downtown Philadelphia area, and they had three different yards. They had three different beers on tap that were brewed by Yards Brewing, which mm-hmm. is a Philadelphia uh, brewing. It is a Philadelphia mm-hmm. brewing company. And they are three different beers brewed on the original founding, some of the founding fathers' recipes. Mm. There was one by Thomas Jefferson, one by Benjamin Franklin, and one by George Washington. There were their actual recipes that they used to brew in their own mm. who, had the homes. Be- who had the best taste? So, if I remember correctly, and it's been a little while, I think I like Thomas Jefferson's the best. Mm. I think Benjamin Franklin did a red ale. Mm. Thomas Jefferson just did just an, uh, a, a pale ale, and then I think... Washington did a Pilsner, or so, I may have that backwards. Who was your favorite then? I think Thomas Jefferson. So the only one that's not on a form of currency. There you go. Interesting. It's what's, funny because I what's also the thread there that your brain's taking to. I mean, into. just uh, maybe good beer. Uh, the priorities are shifted. Maybe. There you go. Yeah. It was a great beer too. So honestly, I'd like to recreate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how cool is it to recreate a beer? It was brewed by the people. I really kind of wonder country. how. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I wonder how specific the recipes were. I mean, did they get down into use this type of 
barley or malt, you know, whatever it is, or was it like use a dark malt? <laughs> what is available? <laughs> what, yeah. is, what will actually grow? So it's like, and... did they have it scientifically broken down at that point and know it was what? Or they're like, hey, here's some grain, we're going to use it. Well, they didn't have phones that they were always looking at, so they probably actually had a lot more time to research stuff. So actually, what's funny is to double up on this and take all the time to myself, my favorite house that I've ever seen built is Thomas Jefferson's uh, Poplar Forest. Mm. And eventually, my goal is that I'm going to find a, uh, some land with a hill, and I'm going to have an architect redo Poplar Forest, which is an octagonal house. It's a three-story house built to look like it's a single story. And when you walked into his basement, not only was there a basement, which was the lowest story, but there was a deep cavern in the middle of it that he had carved out specifically to store all of his beer, <laughs> which was awesome. Nice. I was like, yes, this is going to be my house. Beer cellar. Yeah, yeah. Legitimately. So, hmm. yeah, that would be mine. Interesting. Oh, I don't know mine. I don't know mine at all. I, I would probably, you know, shooting from the hip, I'd say like a Pale Ale or an IPA. Mm. I don't know the first thing uh, that, that, that it is to make a beer. Um, but, Mike, you and I have had conversations off uh, the record, and you're like, and you shared that story with me before. That's why I bring it up. And it's very inspiring. Uh, obviously, you'd want something that should be easily to drink. Uh, not too complex because I can't imagine, uh, you know, having my first meal I ever cooked be a, uh, what's that Ramsey thing that he always makes with the steak with the, uh, pastry and it's got the, uh, oh, the beef Wellington. Yeah. yeah. I, my first yeah. meal I ever made was, is not going to be a beef Wellington. Right. So like, I guess <laughs> I, I want to start small. Don't yeah. sell yourself short, man. So yeah. So I would make a beef Wellington pal out. There you go. Mm. That would beef be actually probably delicious. Interesting. Boiled the meat. Oh. Uh, years and years and years ago, my wife got me a little Mr. Beer kit, and it was a pale ale that came with it that I brewed. And I went and bought a bunch of fresh ginger and put some ginger and honey in there, a little honey for extra sugar to kind of boost up the alcohol content. Because those little Mr. Beers, they, they brew at like 4.5%. Like, that's just not going to do. You alky. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what it actually came up to. I tried using the little uh, specific gravity thermometer to or whatever it is to put it. It's a tube that sits in water. Well, the tube that sits in water, it doesn't, like, flare. It kind of like wants to, like, bend over and, like, lean up against the side. So, I don't know quite how to measure it properly. So, I don't know what the alcohol content was. Then after that, I got the corny keg before the flood destroyed it. And I brewed one beer, and it was a, I think it was a brown ale. I don't really remember. And it was pretty decent. And then the kegerator I had bought, I, uh, it was one of the ones from, like, Costco. And I converted it into a little refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And I converted it to a kegerator, doing it on a budget. And so to get the keg in there, the, the corny keg, he's got the little metal sheet that separates the fridge from the freezer. I bent it down. Well, what I didn't realize is the temperature gauge was this little thing that sticks out in the freezer. So when the freezer hits 32, then it shuts off. Mm. With that thing bent down, it didn't shut <laughs> off until the whole fridge hit 32. So I froze the beer. Mm. And it was frozen solid. And when it finally thawed out, I tried it and it was soured. Mm. Like, not in a good way either. Um, I kind of wonder nowadays, my palate of changing. Back then, I didn't drink sours. I didn't like sours. I was going to say, was it, were sours around at the time? <laughs> yeah, they were around. I didn't like them. You hadn't beat your... Palate up I, I enough guess, to where I guess, would be willing I to guess. take it. I hadn't grown enough. You could have had beer slushies. hadn't grown enough. Yeah. And uh, yes, that was it. If I were to start again, either a porter or a stout. Mm. Just like a like Irish dry stout. Something mm. easy drinking, you know. I probably would be four and a half percent. Just something that way it was bad. It wasn't that hard to drink. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part about home brewing is you brew a bad batch. Either all that money's gone or all, you know, or, you know, 
you dump out the beer or you suffer through it. Yeah. So you got to kind of make that. It could be decision. interesting. I've thought about doing it. I'll, I'll tell you what I'd like to try is this beer. Your basement yeah. would be great. Let's for see it. what let's see what the buddies right, at Maine it. did for their first beer. Cheers. Yeah, let's give it a whirl. Mm. Dude, first off, the nose is fantastic on that. It's just an old school. And secondly, IPA. that is delicious. It not, is great. It's not super dry, not super hoppy, but got the character. I to believe it. this is a pale ale. It's just pale ale. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it is clean. It is crisp. It is smooth as could be. Like it just mm-hmm. flows. Like that's one you could just absolutely mm-hmm. pour down the gullet without like any. Andy. Yeah. There you go. Wow, that would wait. There <laughs> <laughs> no, it slips down. Very, yeah. very drinkable. That is. You're talking about dry. It actually has a dryness almost of a white wine. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't suck the moisture out of your mouth. No. It actually kind of pulls it away and then gives it back to you. It's good, a little, little juicy on the back end. Beer. I get lemon. Mm-hmm. I got like honey and lemon. Definitely honey. Yeah, oh. That's what I got off the nose. A lot of honey and like, at first I was like, I think it smells like lemon. I'm just not really sure. It's a little fruity in, in other areas. Like I would say, if you've ever had like pear juice, it's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's more what it is over the lemon. It's, it's, it's almost got that stickiness to it. Man, I don't taste any malt at all. No. It's not very malty, you know? When I, when, I, when I think about a beer I'm drinking or if a beer I was creating, and I guess this is just kind of the topic because of the, short, the, the stories we shared, but also the story of Maine Brewing Company, is that, man, if I could make a beer that I could make, a, if I could make a beer that nobody else has a, problem with you know like they're not it's not to this it's not to that it's just a good beer i mean not beer yeah wait what's today's date uh it would be eight eight five five. fuck yes this bottle was stamped on five five please enjoy within 90 days of of this stamp (laughs) that's awesome that's what i'm talking about we're probably like a day off with 31 days in some months but that's okay there are no coincidences it's a long horse and buggy ride down from maine yeah we are we tapping this off go for it man that is that is good. So, years. Uh, this is going to be a stupid description of the flavor of this beer, but I can't help it. Years ago, when I went hiking, I was in Colorado, and we were way, way up high on the tip of this mountain. And blue sky, light clouds, a fresh rain had come through. This reminds me of that. Hmm. Like, at the top of a mountain, looking down into a valley where the, the clouds had just kind of cleared out after a fresh rain. I get that out of this beer. I'm going to start describing the flavors of the beers with pictures from now on. <laughs> that was beautiful. You ever open up a Sunday paper and you go to the back pages where the cartoons are and you see that Peanuts had a Thanksgiving special? That's what it's tasting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really curious to see where he's going to take this. Oh, I had no or idea. Or if it's just going to fall <laughs> off a cliff. I, I didn't know where I was going when I started. I, I actually, um, interesting observation. I don't know if I would call this a Pell if I had it off a handle and, and I, I didn't know what it was. I don't want to say it tastes like a Pilsner, but the drinkability is so high. No, I would definitely call it a Pilsner. I mean, the hops are definitely present. Yeah, yeah, but it's not as malty to me. It's not as like round and sweet as some Pale L's mm. are. Um, it's good. It's mm. just like they've corrected all the, the negative parts of a Pell I don't know. It's, it's almost a very, very mild IPA to me. It's like a session IPA. Okay. Ah. And I, I kind of wonder what the actual distinction would be or if it's just what they feel like calling it. You know, because when you brew a beer, it's like, ah, we, it's this. It's like, it's like lemon tea with whipped honey. Mm-hmm. 
Man, that is good. Mm-hmm. That is, I, I can't believe how drinker. smooth it is. Like, that is absolutely... Low alcohol content pale ale. It's meant to be a drinker. You know, this is a good daily drinker. I dig it. All right. So, what do we got? We want to give it ratings? We got anything else? What? Because we got a second one we're going to dive into. I I would say for pale ale category, it's definitely an A for me. Like, I miss kind of... I realize there's been a long time I've gotten away from IPAs, been slowly getting back to them. And I think a part of it is the market just went so hop heavy, so just in your face. It got to the point just a little too much... And I miss that. I know we've talked about it before. That just that classic, you, you know, you Mike, you talked about being back in college, and there was that one brewery, and you know they had that one just like classic pale ale or IPA, and you mm-hmm. just love going back to. And that's what this reminds me of. And as those you know early days pale ales that were just flavorful but approachable. Um, and this is that beer. So if I was like, to, this would be a great beer to introduce somebody to craft beer. Like mm. They're used to just like yeah. running the mill beer, but like, look, it's got a little more flavor than you're used to, but it's still really easily drinkable. Not going to get you super trapped. I mean, it's on the same alcohol content as a Bud Light or whatever you're drinking. Maybe you need a tad more, but not by much. This would be a good uh, beer to introduce people to, to craft beer on. What alcohol is Bud Light? Bud Light's like four and a half. Budweiser's like five. Bud Light might be four. Okay. Budweiser's five. So it's a five point five. So yeah, not terribly far yeah. off. I don't even know if it's considered the norm anymore for what a beer should be or what's high and what's low. But yeah, I would agree with everything you say. I would give this. I mean, I'm going to change my rating. I'm going to give this a rating of a bright, sunny day <laughs> in a pale golden wheat field with green grass growing under your bare feet. It's hard to beat. Andy? I'd, I just think it's great. That's it. Great. Buy this beer. Drink it. Yeah. C-Man Beer Company so far. Now, I'm really excited because last time we got a beer from up north. First one we got, we were like, dude, this beer is great. And then we got the second one. We were like, dude, this beer is garbage. <laughs> so I'm really curious to, to get to the lunch now. We didn't say it was so garbage. That, it just wasn't quite was, to our that, 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 preference that, that day. That won't happen just because I've, I've, full disclosure, I've had the lunch. I had it on tap. In, in Boston, mm. not in Maine, but in the market, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. So that's why I'm keeping my review on this one brief. This one's great. So, okay. yeah, uh, first off, the one that I was recommended was lunch. Peeper kind of came as an afterthought because it was there. So I do like the fact that the other one that we're about to try is named lunch, because you can always say, I'm going to go get lunch. They have mm. a double IPA called dinner. Do they really? Mm. <laughs> I like their thinking. Right. They keep their tap menu online, which I like. Uh, there's one rotating tap. So it sounds like they have like all their flagships and they do a little experimentation. Kind of, kind of like, you know, they, they said in their story, they want to brew what they know they like and they want to do it well. So they do a little experimenting, it sounds like, but they just kind of stick to the classics and brew good beer. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that by giving this a rating of 10 out of 10. This Damn. is fan-freaking-tastic. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'd like to brew. You were asking what I'd like to start off brewing. If I could brew this beer, yes, I'd be in trouble because mm. I'd brew all of it mm-hmm. and I drink all of it. Mm-hmm. And Let's I'd do brew it. some more. Let's do mm-hmm. it. I'm yeah. sure we can go online and find a clone recipe. Let's do it. That <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Okay. Give us one second, folks. We're going to be right back. I'm going to go grab the other beer and we're going to rinse out our glasses. All right. We are back. So uh, Peeper, which we just tried, was the pale ale. This is lunch, which is the India pale ale. And I was I was talking with Andy while we were, were waiting to get ready. Nobody talks I, to me. Well, you were you were getting rid of Peeper. Oh, okay. 
Um, and I was like, okay, peeper. That doesn't make sense. Sense? That doesn't make sense. Lunch, okay. And then dinner, like you were saying, is a double IPA. Okay, lunch and dinner. I get that. Why peeper? You said you had a story that might explain it. It, it may. I don't have an answer for peeper, but the answer for lunch. Why is this beer called lunch? It's my understanding that this beer is named after a whale. Ah, a whale. As soon as you said that, I just turned the beer bottle around, and it mentions whale right there. Yes, we'll go ahead and read it. You may tell the story better than I could if you're reading the bottle. You tell yours. We're going to see if we can match it up. We'll Well, see if we get your memory. I can't be more right than the bottle. Whale, I can't be more. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Lunch is a special whale that has been spotted off the main coast since 1982. Mm Mm-hmm. She has what looks like a bite taken out of her fin, mm-hmm. which adds to her unique character. Yep. We dedicate this beer to her determination and persistence. Keep mm-hmm. on swimming. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Awesome. More or less. That's why it's interesting when you said dinner. I was like, if there's a <laughs> if there's a whale named Dinner, I'm confused. Uh, probably just playing off the lunch name. But yeah, it's named after a whale. I mean, don't put that on Jeopardy. Lunch. I like it because... Technically, that whale was lunch. Yes. <laughs> it was more like light snack because the whole whale would be a whole lot more than lunch. And I mean, it depends on how big of a bite out of the tail it was. I mean, whale's pretty big. You get getting a bite, it's a whole meal. That's up to the imagination. Mm-hmm. How do you eat a whale? One bite at a time. I thought it was an elephant. I'm changing it for the subject. I have a little bit of plasticity here. No. Okay. <laughs> So going back for just a quick second to the, the the peeper, it doesn't give an explanation for the name, but it does say flavor profile, lemon, grapefruit, fresh cut grass, delicate mm-hmm. notes of raspberry, strawberry, pine, floral, and faint bread. I don't think I got half those, but... I, I thought grass, and I was like, I'm not going to say it. Because I knew if I did... Because you knew I'd fucking jump all over That's exactly right. But I did get... That's, again, it was that fresh nature kind of scent. Yeah. So hops were Amarillo, Cascade, and Centennial. Malt was American Two-Row, Carapils, Vienna, and Red Wheat. Holy crap. Interesting. I haven't heard of most of that. Anyway, it was good. I'd say they put a whole bunch of delicious in it. All right. So amazingly enough, as we had mentioned the label on the last one and how um, absolutely stark it was, this one they threw something completely different at us by changing the color of the word lunch Mm -hmm. from green on peeper to blue on lunch. Otherwise, it's literally, it's just, I love it. I absolutely love it because it's, it stands in such stark contrast mm-hmm. to everything else you see right now. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I don't want to pick on Wiseacre because they make very good beer. Mm-hmm. But you look at their, their tiny bomb and it's literally just color overload. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the, the got to get up to get down and it's color overload. And then you look at all these other brands and they're trying to squeeze as much art and as much stuff in it as possible. Look at me and then sometimes the absence of color makes it sharper. Yeah. It cuts. It stands out mm-hmm. by its, its negative space. I, mm-hmm. I used to love art class and one of the things we had to practice was paint what was drawing or painting negative space. They do that right there with the label. I love mm-hmm. it. It stands out. And it's, you know what? If you're really good at something, you don't need to go crazy with it. So, yeah, let the beer speak for themselves. Years and years and years and years ago, I was in New York as a little kid, and we went to go see some off-Broadway play called Art. And it was a three-man play, and one of the men in it was Norm from Cheers. I don't know know his real name, but it was was him in it. It was was all about how one of their friends bought this $10,000 piece of art, and it's a 
blank canvas. Mm-hmm. But it, apparently it was painted blank. Oh, and you can see the subtle like strokes of the line coming <laughs> down here like a ski slope. And that was probably the first, probably the only play I've ever seen that I actually really liked. We saw Cast that same weekend. That was god-awful. And uh, there was this one great scene. It was like the kind of the climax of it where Norm and the guy that bought the painting are like going ahead because they're like, him and Norm and his friend are trying to be supportive. Oh, that's great. It's wonderful. It's, yeah, man, okay. And finally comes down to it. It's a blank canvas. And they're they're supposed to be pissed off. and going, But it was so damn funny that both the actors start like bust out laughing on stage. Like, they're trying to contain it, but they're still going through their lines, which just made it that much more funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is my blank space story. I'm pretty sure there's artwork that was sold for a lot. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's like, I was waiting to see where it's going or if it just would fall off a cliff. And I was letting you you ski right off that blank Uh, canvas. Hey, whatever, man. It's right this blank (laughs) canvas. It it can be whatever you want it to be. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there was a banana sold for $120,000 that was duct taped to a wall as artwork. So art is what you make it. Yeah, and then the guy... Did you hear the story about that? This is great. Someone... Yeah, the banana rotted and fell off and he was pissed? No. So the guy comes up and duct tapes the banana to the wall and sells it for, I think it's $125,000. Right after the guy buys it, whoever this nut job is that paid $125,000 for it, some random guy walks up, grabs the banana off the wall and eats it. (laughs) (laughs) And he was a performance artist and said, it's part of the art, and just left. That is fucking epic. I want to get that man to buy him a beer. No, I want I want all of them to buy me a beer because obviously they have one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to waste. No, I'm talking about the performance artist. That yeah, I just, don't care about him. I doubt he has one hundred. I definitely want to meet the guy that was willing to pay one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for freaking rotting fruit on a what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that Speaking up. Speaking of art, let's drink this beer. Yeah, I let's, think that's a great let's idea. experience this art. The fluid art. I have the absence of something in my stomach. Love that. You know, you do it. Tell a dog no, but that just tells me yes. Well, the first thing, definitely darker. Mm-hmm. A little more malt to it, maybe. I noticed they used a lot of the same uh, base malts and hops. I mean, hops, Amarillo, Centennial, and Simcoe. Uh, malt, American Two-Row, Carapils, Caramel, 40L, Munich 10L, and Red Wheat. There's more head on this, am I wrong? Definitely more head. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's... You know. well, the, the Pale Ale, it went away like... Gone. Just, I didn't go away that fast. It took like a solid minute. I can't and a snap half. slower than that. It took like a minute and a half, two minutes to, <laughs> no. to finally just be yes. No. Yes. No. Well, okay. Let's, I even let me, made a comment about how it poured out and had a little head that was hanging around, it was settling into a nice lace. Let me let me rephrase it then. The head did not stay five, six to eight millimeters thick like this. It immediately laid. It went flat, and but it you had the the white on the top, but it was flat. The lacing. Yeah. yeah, immediately. This, it's staying there. There's foam that stays there. Right, yeah. I mean, I'd say about this point right here is where the f- the, the head stayed on the last one. And this is still around, but it's slowly dissipating. So you're saying I'm right? I'm saying we're both right. I'm saying <laughs> I'm more right than you are, though. All right, let's, let's uh, chin-chin, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm just Oh, wait, we need to smell it. Hold on, don't, t- don't taste it yet. We gotta smell this. It smells less... Trying to figure out if we can I was, dis- you were tilting smells. it to your nose as you were doing that right at the microphone. I was waiting for you to inhale that beer, and I was going to laugh, man. Um, I've done it before. It's big schnoz. It, it's much less citrusy, just in the in the nose. Mm-hmm. A little more malt to the body, you know, to the nose of it. 
There's not much at all to It's got less aroma, I think, than the previous beer. Substantially less. All right, now we can taste it. It kind of smells like beer. Mm. That is not at all what I was going to expect from an IPA. I mean, again, to me, it's like the old one is an old school pale ale. This is an old school IPA. Fairly thick on the body. A little little (laughs) thick and malty, which is, you know, up my alley. Mike looks severely let down. No, confused. This is very good. But if I were to say anything, I would say that the last one was the IPA. Okay. And then I would say this one is like an amber Mm. or a pale ale. That's kind of what what I was trying to say about the last beer. I was like, there's not that. I may have said malt. Um, There's more of it here. A ton more. I taste malt in this immediately. I tasted none in the other whatsoever. I agree. Their flavor profile is orange, grapefruit, and lemon with pine and herbal undertones. I definitely get the pine. Yep. Tropical notes of guava and papaya. Nope. With subtle caramel and malt sweetness. You get the guava and papaya. I was thinking pineapple, but... But yeah, it's got like a tropical kind of fruitiness to it. I guess a little bit of. But it, it doesn't have the citrusy bite that the last one had, which is almost synonymous to me with an IPA. Hmm. This has none of that. It depends on the style of IPA. You can get citrus, you can get pine, you know, you can get this, citrus. Have you ever taken a piece of pineapple and put it on your grill? Yes. Okay, that's what I get out of this. It's a caramelized sugar. Mm. That's that malt. Yeah. What so you said you get some like caramel, yeah, and malt. Yeah, I got none of that out of the other, out of the pale mm-hmm. ale. It's weird that I get that out of the IPA, that I'm getting that caramelized, again, not citrusy at all. I don't get citrus from this. I've had one sip though, and I'm still tasting it. Mm-hmm. It sticks around a lot longer. Mm-hmm. I th- it's the malt, I think. Mm-hmm. Malt tends to kind of just hang out. Mm-hmm. It's good. Honestly, it's very, very good. I don't know why I started to say that, and then what? I just I keep wanting to taste it because I can't understand it. It yeah. doesn't make sense to me. It's mm. a little different than I remember. I have had this before. It's still it's, good, but it's uh, it's also not fresh off tap. You know, you you're saying you had it fresh off tap in Boston. Um, yeah, I imagine that's gonna be a little different than you know, a couple months old in the bottle. Mm. I have had it out of the bottle as well. Another flavor that I get out of this, which is, I'm sure you're gonna laugh, is iron. Hmm. Almost like a like mm. uh, like a metallic flavor. I get metallic flavors from beers every now and then. There was a local brewery in Mantra, and they're a more rouge. I think it's like a cherry Flanders mm. or something. It gets a very what's like copper taste. To what's it. the Pennies. alcohol in this? I don't think we talked 7%, about percent, I believe seven. That's where a little bit of that maltiness comes. I was from. gonna say if you thought the last one tasted like uh, uh, grass, I'd go hay on this one. I get none of that out of this. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no oh, yeah. wheat fields. There's no nothing. It's just I don't understand it. It's good, but I don't understand it. It's like it's it's a it's a caramelized grilled pineapple meets minerals. Mineral it's it's very you know, when you drink a lot of wine you get the mineral the people say it tastes kind of minerally or dirt and blah. Yeah, I get that. But it's not unpleasant. It's good. It's just See, I caught it. We you know, all of us were loving the first one, the second one we don't know what to think about. Like I probably like the uh, the peeper better than the lunch. I'm leaning towards it, but I'm stymied. I don't know if it's just because they're together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I said offline that I'm glad we had that first one first because I think that it would have been overlooked. Because I I still ha- I already have a high opinion of this beer. Of the lunch. Yes, I I have a high opinion of this beer before I'm drinking it now, live. 
Um, so I'm glad that we had the launch second because my concern was if we had anything beyond this, it would be overshadowed by how good this was. But this is a little, it's a little maltier than I remember. It, it's almost like a nine percenter. Like it kind of, it, it's uh, it's, it's definitely a, harder to drink. It's yeah. a beer. Yeah. You know, the other one was <laughs> a body too. The other one was a beer. This is a beer. You know, like Burr. yeah. But you're getting your money's worth. I mean, we, we really haven't talked about the price point on this. I mean, it's like yeah. seven bucks a bottle. Yeah. You know, sometimes at least you, down here. Yeah, so Sometimes you drink the beer, and well, sometimes the beer, you drinks you. I don't. No, nobody? What? Okay. No, no. Well, for all my, for my, all my old-time country western and Lebowski fans out there, cheers. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> There's an audible clink somewhere in somebody's car. You know what though? This is uh, to 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 give this a fair shake. This isn't our first beer. Mm. I think if this was my 6 p.m. beer, mm. I think that I would, and that's probably the only time I've really had it. I think it'd be it. it we'd have a different review. I think it, I think it's still great. Mm-hmm. I, think um, I feel about the same about it. I'm my like, mouth is a little more fatigued than it was yeah, if this true, wasn't my first. True. true. Like the other one had more tanginess to it, like an IPA. This one has bitterness to it of an IPA, mm. where I would say it's bitter. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get that. Yes. It hits more. The, I, well, I'm it hits the that. very back roof of the mouth, right past your hard palate, right in the soft palate. It kind of hits it, and then the back of the tongue for me. I don't think I get that that much. Hold on, I get it much more in the front of the tongue. Huh. It doesn't really hit the back of my palate that much. For me, it's as soon as you, if you feel your tongue go back across your hard palate and it hits the soft palate, right there is where it hits it for me. I mean, I feel but my, that's where I feel bitterness, my tongue, that's where I get bitterness yeah. for me. I feel my tongue hit the soft palate. I just don't get a lot of burst of flavor when that happens. Hmm. I feel like my tongue isn't open to accept the bitterness uh, because it's a little fatigued right now. My hmm. tongue has uh, too much love in it to accept the bitterness. <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> you saw that Grandpa Joe video from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and you got some thoughts. <laughs> he knows how to lick that wallpaper. Right? I've seen it firsthand. Licks that wallpaper like a champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's give this a rating. He's licking it like it's a party at the Nashville Fashion House. Uh, All right, my rating it tastes like snozberries. Snozberries. Yeah, the rating of snozberries. Ben, what do you got? I'm going to go like B plus on this one. I mean, it's good. I definitely like the other one better. It's funny because y'all know I prefer maltier over hoppy. I don't know. This one just, uh, maybe it's the time in the bottle. Who knows? But it's just not quite hitting home for me. I mean, it's good. It's drinkable. I like it. I would just go to the other one a lot sooner than I would go to this one Mm -hmm. again. Speaking of which, Mm -hmm. give me some more of this one. (laughs) I'd give this. I didn't say I didn't like it. I mean. I don't know, man. I'd give this 11. Out of the 13 original colonies. Okay. <laughs> I had to come up with some. I don't know. It's good. I do like it. It's, you know, out of a 10, out of a scale of 10. I give it an 8.5 to a 9. It's good. But it ain't as good as Peeper. Nah. I can tell. Okay. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Had you told me that Peeper was their first beer after I had both of these, I would agree. Hmm. It's refined. Mm-hmm. To the point of, you can't make... Whoops. I think I forgot to silence my phone. Ha! I think it's the first one in uh, show history right there. Yeah, oops, and let's see. Anyway. To wear that badge. FedEx. All right. Maybe it's beer. Um, so, there's nothing more you could do to Peeper that would make it any better, in my opinion. Yes, I like that. That's, good. That's a good point. This, 
I don't know. Could you make it better? I don't know what better would be with this. It's great, but uh, it's just not hitting me to where I'm like, yep, perfect. This oh. is great, but if if you hadn't told me it was an IPA, I'd probably rate it a little bit higher. Because mm. this doesn't seem like an IPA to me. I'm really curious to see what your definition palette of an IPA is. Not this. I mean, generally, if it's like pretty damn hoppy, it's an IPA. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty damn hoppy. I get the malt. More than I get the hops. I get very, way, very, very more malt mm. than hops. Interesting. Whereas, okay, so before we went on this podcast, when we were trying to solve the computer hell that I was dealing with, we had the Voodoo, what was it, the Voodoo? Mm-hmm. Voodoo Ranger Voodoo Juicy Ranger. Hazy IPA. Juicy Hazy IPA, okay. That is hoppy. Hmm. This is malty. Hmm. There's a little hops. I'm not saying there's not there. It's just not IPA-ish to me compared to what I've come to understand as IPA. It's like a baby barley wine. Mm. You know what? Just enough malt body to be like a baby barley. It's fruitier to me when it warms up. A little bit. Mm. A little bit of that grapefruit comes out, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely get the guava. Mm-hmm. I get the papaya. I'm not sure I know what guava tastes like. I know I've had it and I know I've had papaya, but I just, I've just i never had enough in my life that I really have a you know, firm remembrance of what it is. It's, it's an odd fruit because at first it's sweet, but it's not. You think it's going to yeah. be really sweet based on the initial, as soon as it touches your tongue. And then it kind of goes somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then it gets a little bit of bitterness, almost to a funk. Yeah, I definitely get the this. funk out of, out of some of those fruits. I don't understand. I mean, I've I got papaya in the freezer. <laughs> like, I say I never eat it. I really haven't had it in a while, but yeah, it's, it's just one, one of those fruits that never, it, it doesn't, a lot of those... I guess southern fruits, you know, south of the equator, wherever they're from, don't don't a lot of the south of me at least don't have a very distinguishable flavor profile to me a lot of the times. Like they all just kind of taste kind of the same. It's like my least favorite fruit: guava papaya. or papaya. Papaya. Hmm. It's full of papaya. It. It's got the funk. I don't want the funk. It's almost like a fruit has. It's like the fruit when it's ripe has already gone bad. Mm. There's that to it. It's like what the happened? Where, where would the sweet? I really want to see you take a bite of durian. Uh, I've done that before. Have you really? Yeah, you know what I did when I took a bite of durian? Puked. Almost. Ah. I went, oh, ah. holy crap. <laughs> That's awful. Have you had it? No. Holy crap, dude. I've been tempted every now and then they'll have one in like Kroger and I'll, I almost just want to buy one. At Kroger? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen what? a Kroger before here in Harmony. Dude, the only way, so years ago I, I read up on durian. I was I was just reading up on stuff and there was an article about the fruit. It was so, it was so potent that it was hallucinogenic. And I was like, <laughs> What? Okay, I'm curious because that sounds ridiculous. But they said that it's in in the, some Asian countries, or whatever else, it's a delicacy, and they they say it has odd qualities up to hallucinogenic. And wow. I was like, okay, imagine eating a strawberry and then seeing colors or something. Yes, that sounds weird to me. But I'm willing to give it a shot. So I started looking up where you can get it. The only place you could get it at the time was at an Asian market or something mm-hmm. like that. And there was one, when I was living in Wilmington, North Carolina when I read this. And I went, and I found one. And it was huge. Yeah. And it was spiny. Yeah. And it weighed like 25 pounds. Yep. And I went, I don't know if I want this. It's like $60. <laughs> right. And I took a whiff of it, and I went, oh, I definitely don't want to spend that money on this. And then I saw one over on the side. It was a little container. It said frozen durian. I went, okay. There we go. It was like 20 bucks. So at the time, I had uh, three other roommates. And I brought it home, and I put it in the freezer. And that night, I said, all right, we're going to try something. And I opened the freezer, 
And as soon as I opened the freezer, everybody went, go, oh, what the hell is that? What? It was like immediately, like the freezer had already absorbed the smell through the container that was still sealed. Oh yeah. And I opened it and my buddy's girlfriend almost immediately threw up. We hadn't even dug into it. It was it's supposed Crazy. to be like super funky, super ripe French cheese. There's they won't allow, there's a lot of like Ooh. countries that they won't allow you to travel. Like you can't get on a public bus with it on there because it smells so bad. Okay. Anyways, walk down a back alleyway in New York City behind a restaurant. You know the smell of like fish that's been fermenting for a month oh. in a dumpster, oh. along with yeah, all the other food. I was the only one out of all of us where that made it to my mouth because everybody was going. Oh. It was awful. It touched my tongue, and I went, nope. <laughs> Nobody was able to eat it. Nobody. Threw oh, it out, man. Threw it out in the trash can. Worst smelling trash ever. That trash can smelled like it until we moved away. <laughs> it would not go away. Dude, so anybody out there who can enjoy durian, you are one bad ass. Because no. And if you gave me a beer that tasted anything like that, we would be How in trouble. How do we get from beer to durian? You mentioned durian when we were talking about papaya. Mm. Papaya. I didn't realize it was going to go down all the way to the bottom, you know. Papaya the top is, of the mountain all the way down yeah, to the delta. No, papaya that stream is incredible just kept in comparison to durian. It's now your favorite fruit. God. Oh, it was horrid. I recommend everybody should go out and try it. At least once. Try to get it to your tongue at least once. Man. I'll oh. pass. It was brutal. Yeah, okay. This is a good beer. Uh, guys, anybody, if you get a chance to find it, apparently it's very hard to find. There were literally... At least here in Tennessee. Yeah. There were two bottles of this available. That was uh, it. Where did you find it? Uh, Midtown Wine and Spirits downtown on... Court Dorks. Yep. Which tends to have the most opportunity to get something because it's yeah, a big man. store. Great. For anybody in the Nashville area that has not been to Midtown Court Dorks, shameless plug... You will find some good beer there. It's not shameless. You're not getting paid. Just if it doesn't That's have a price a tag, check before you buy it. <laughs> yeah. Because you end up buying a $40 <laughs> bottle of 2016 barrel-aged barley wine, Bigfoot. Yikes. Yeah, this is definitely good. If you want to find this beer, it's super simple. Look for the one beer that has almost nothing on its label. That'll be the main beer. <laughs> I love it. I, so far, I'm impressed. If I see anything else by them, I will absolutely buy it. All right. Shot. Guys, it's been fun. Cheers. 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 Uh.